The button's pressed. The button is pressed. All right, everybody. What? what? It's a podcast. Hello, everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is where the music goes. Yeah, this is where the music goes. Hey, everybody. This is Matt Marr. I'm here with the wonderful, wonderful, <laughs> understand, understanding voiceover artist, Aaron Lillis. Hello. Okay, y'all. Full disclosure. Aaron and I have been talking for like 20 fucking minutes. <laughs> And I could have swore I pressed the record button. It's like the most amazing show you'll never hear. The yeah, lost episodes the lost, of the potty, yes. the potty cast. The, the potty cast. Oh, we call it like, did you listen to the one with uh, the, she called it the I did, cast? the poo cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With That's why. Um, with Lily Zapata. Damn it. I hate it. I didn't press the button. I'm going to be looking at this the whole time. It's not that I'm not enraptured with what you're saying. I feel like you did press the button and I did not disclose that my apartment is haunted. Oh, okay. two two issues. My apartment is haunted, and I have a problem where I cause electrical disturbances. So it's fully really, possibly it, my fault. So you really believe your apartment is haunted? I'm. I have a friend that can see dead people, and she oh. has told me that there is a ghost cat. Oh, in this apartment. So ghost, what's its name? I don't know. I did ask the upstairs neighbor if they if they knew of a black cat that had ever lived here, and they said yes. That's the end of what I know. That's the end of what I know. So. First of all, so it very could have the cat could have jumped up here. It could have jumped on the button. We didn't answer any questions. We didn't get to that. We were just chatting. What were we chatting? We were we talking were, about Disneyland and how we knew each other. We're talking about Disneyland. We're talking about how we. Uh, well, just tell everybody again how do how do. Well, first of all, we're going to talk a little bit about your awesome podcast, Subversity Transmit. Uh, what's the website? Subversity Transmit. Subversitytransmit dot com. I can spell that out. S u b v e r c i t y T R A N S M I T dot com. Subver City Transmit. <laughs> That's great. Hosted by Amonymous. Amonymous. And uh, who's the voice of Amonymous? I, that would be me. That I'm would be Aaron you. B. Lillis, the voice of Amonymous. You are. And um, you do not sound like Amonymous in real life. That was when I. Amonymous is a character that I am not. But you. I'm not uh, a very good actress, but I am trying. No. No, I 100% disagree with okay. that you are a good actress because i was like who the fuck is talking <laughs> it took me like a good two minutes and i was like is that aaron it kind of sounds like aaron i can't tell if it's aaron you're a phenomenal actress the, um, the time when i thought that i might be able to do voiceovers was when i fooled my mom oh really yeah this was like 10 15 years ago i left a my boss at the time told me about some service that people used and it was called like Firewire or something that was not not Firewire, but something like that, where uh-huh. it was a voice service that would take messages, and all the Hollywood people used it. Oh, okay. And I thought it was funny, so I left an outgoing voicemail on my home message that was like, "You have reached Firewire. I'm taking a message for Aaron B. Lillis and Miriam Brady." And then I let it go, and my mom was like, "Who who is that? Like, did you pay a service?" I'm like, "No, that was me." She's you're lying. You're lying. <laughs> like, no, that was me. I was doing a joke. She's like, "No." I don't believe it. I'm like, all right, but I can do it right now. I can recreate it. Okay. I didn't. And that's that you're like, hmm. I was like, hmm. Hmm. Maybe I could do that you're for very real. Good. You're very good at it. Um, uh, well, that, I mean, let, let's just, let's dive in. Let's talk about Super City. We earlier on the last episode of Dear Maddie, <laughs> you missed Aaron and I talked about how we knew each other, which is. Um, I can do like a speed recap. Do a speed recap of it. Okay, in college, at Emerson College, I met Leslie Davis. Leslie was friends with Denise. Denise was the roommate of Allie Belez. Allie Belez is how I know Maddie. Pretty much. Yeah. And then, but the what we got into talking about is um, 
Then we, uh, you one day said you were going to Disneyland for your birthday, and yeah, that's how I became friends. This is when I knew I liked you. Like I like, really liked you. We had a good time. Is I went to Disneyland with you. Yeah, like, there was a year four years ago. I don't remember what the year was called. A it thousand was the, blessings or something. It was their birthday year. I went because it was my thirtieth birthday. So I went. What six? That was six years ago. Do we it was look that six same years year. younger in that picture? I, I don't know. Do. How old are you? You're younger than I, right? I don't know. How old are you? I'm 36. No, I'm older than you. <sighs> Lesbians. You never age. <laughs> you never age. We're just lesbian. like Asians. <laughs> Lesbians. Lesbians. So, um, and I'm, what, I'm, this is a little bit from the last episode of Dear Maddie, and <laughs> that I said you were the most fun person I've ever been to Disneyland with because you because know so much. Because I'm a so tour much. guide. Because you're a wonderful tour guide. I really you, want to do a tour guide. Actually, we talked I about, discovered we, this this website that somebody emailed me because of Subver City. There's a app called voicemap.com uh-huh. or voicemap.me rather. Mm-hmm. And you can do tours on audio and it'll hook up to GPS and people can buy it. And I'm like, damn it, I want to do a Disneyland one. Oh. Oh, you should. I think I know somebody at Allie's wedding. Are you going to be at Allie's wedding? Nope. Going? Oh, oops, now it's awkward. <laughs> awkward. Okay, never mind. Uh, moving <laughs> on. Um, but uh, we were t- we were talking though, because uh, you talked about we're in uh, we're on Dear Maddie show on location where I'm at your apartment right now. So, and Aaron was because she's a voiceover artist. She she has the apple juice, which is supposed to help the the noise noise. She's very concerned about. Well, we talked about though how your apartment all has themes. Yeah, so, every room has a theme. Right so now we're, we're sitting York, in the New York room. New York room. Your bedroom. What is the theme of your bedroom? I call it Renaissance Goth. There it is. I'm just saying there's a little bit of leather and a sword on a wall, people. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's my the little bit of Xena. It's a Xena Warrior Princess that, official sword, by the way. I, and I think like, and I mean, I think probably you're the nerdiest person I know. I'm not the nerdiest person I know, so that's No, that pretty, you're not. You're not. I remember when so I took a comic book writing class, I thought, I'm going to be such a nerd. And then literally people, two people beside me started speaking Klingon to each other. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. I am so cool. I always so feel cool. like I'm skimming the surface. Like I can, I'm sitting above and I can see all the people cosplaying and I can think that it's cool, but I am not actually cool enough to get into it. That's how I am. Actually. I am just a little bit too afraid. I, I get a little bit like that. I get yeah. a little inhibited. Um, so, like, so there, obviously there's goth. There's your New York room. You love the Heathers. The Heathers. You love Heathers. <laughs> you love the Heathers. We talked about your um, Practical Magic bathroom. Yep. Um, and the Whistle Stop Cafe kitchen. Yes. Uh, fried Green Tomatoes. I mean, just awesomeness. Now, where did your love of Disney come from? Like every kid, you watched a movie and wanted to... Sing well, I think it's, it's a specific, Maddie. It's not a love of Disney. It is a love of Disneyland. Oh, oh, I I stand corrected. Yes, I so corrected. you'll see my Disney things, with the exception of The Little Mermaid, which is my favorite Disney movie. Oh, yeah. Most of the Disney stuff you see here is a Disneyland-related thing. Oh. So that's the uh, the Haunted Mansion art behind you, the people mover from Tomorrowland. There's some br- bride from the Haunted Mansion and collectibles from Club 33. It's all Disneyland, and that's... Because I grew up in Southern California here and went to Disneyland as a child, and it's nostalgia. It's nostalgia. Now, do well, we did this is from the last episode of Dear Maddie recorded just twenty minutes ago, <laughs> Lost Forever. We talked about Club Thirty Three, which is a frou frou club. It's a restaurant, right? It's a restaurant, Tell members only. It. It's the okay. only place in Disneyland where you can buy alcohol. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah. Oh wow. 
get just trash. And you said there's a cockatoo, a parakeet, or there was? It's a bird of some kind. I'm not uh-huh. sure what it was, but it was, a, I don't know if it's still there. An animatronic, a it's fake an animatronic bird. bird. And Walt, as the story goes, used to sit in his office and chat through the bird to the diners. That's amazing. Yeah. So I think that, well, and I think that's pretty much what we covered in the last episode, right? We just did a 30 minutes talking in about eight minutes, but I still want to, I, because well, I we love, also talked about the Magic Castle. Oh, we did talk about the Magic Castle. It's great. Go, people. Yeah. That's all I'm going to tell you. Um, so, uh, but I do, any other, like, tidbits about, like, Disneyland or other places or, uh, I would I, I say that I watched this really great um, video, what I guess call it a vlog. A vlog? A vlog. Well, I guess not even a vlog. It's a show. It's a show on YouTube. It's called Random Land. It's hosted mm. by this guy, Justin Scard, who I think is like the king of ADD. Because I used to follow his Periscope as well, since I know you Periscope now. I'm trying to more. I actually had to unfollow him because he Periscoped too much. Oh. But he's great. He's a great personality. And he does these shows called Random Land where he shares this random information about Disneyland that is fascinating. It's all just a Disneyland? It's all Disneyland. Disneyland. Actually, I don't know if I've ever seen him do California Adventure, but he does other. He's ventured out of Disneyland for a few other things, Mm -hmm. but no Disney World. I don't think so. I might have missed an episode, but he grew up like a block away from Disneyland. Went like every day. Oh, he knows all the things. But few of the fascinating things that I've gathered from that is uh, the poop gates. Huh? The poop gates. If you go around Disneyland, you know where to look. Occasionally, there is a gate for pooping. This is because there are service dogs that are allowed in the park. And if a service dog is allowed in the park, they have to go to the bathroom. So there are set aside areas for dogs to go to the bathroom. And you could keep an eye out. There's little gates and there's little areas and usually like a hydrant for them to pee on. Or a little grass area. There's one on Main Street. There's one oh, by really? Thunder Mountain. So if you keep an eye out for the poop gates. Okay. And um, and before, in the last episode, we were talking about carnies and ticket booths. Oh, and we were so talking that about that. reminded me of... The ticket booths. Because Disneyland used to take tickets long before I was born. Maybe not long. Actually, I think they might have stopped in the 80s. They probably did in the 80s, I'm sure, because there wasn't really computers much until... Yeah, so they used to sell tickets Mm -hmm. for the rides, and that's why there's a phrase in the world called, that's an e-ticket ride, because the e-ticket rides were for the big mountains, for Thunder Mountain, Matterhorn. So the big ones, you know, like Indiana Jones would be an e-ticket ride. The roller coasters would be e-ticket rides. If you look over there in my bookcase, I have a collection of Disneyland tickets that my friend gave me. Oh, you do. The only thing missing is the e-ticket, you'll see. So, um... But, so, ticket booths, they had to have ticket booths at each ride to collect uh-huh. the tickets. So, there are some that are still standing and have just been converted to look like other things. So, this is in uh, Fantasyland where you'll still find them. Mm-hmm. There's a big mushroom right in front of Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. used to be a ticket booth. There's a lighthouse in front of Storybook Land that used to be a ticket booth. And then over near Small World, there's actually the last ticket stand, and it's just storage now. It's just a little booth area with it says covered windows. On. doesn't say anything on it. It's just there. Uh, what, um, so what a favorite, what favorite ride, place, area? My favorite ride was the People Mover. And what it, is the People Mover? Um, the People Mover is no longer there. It's right you have behind a you. Of it. Yeah. Oh, and the monorail. It's not the monorail. It's the People Mover. Oh, okay, okay. But in Walt Disney World, they still have it. I believe it's called the Tomorrowland Transit Authority. Okay. The TTA. But it 
they're just little cars and they went around on a track and they went inside the Star Traders store and they went inside Space Mountain and they went inside the game grid of Tron. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Do you remember that? I, I never went to that, but I... You might find it on the uh, the interwebs there. There might be a video of it on YouTube. Mm. But you would go through this area and it was just like two giant IMAX screens on your left and your right and they were playing like just the lines from Tron and they were playing the soundtrack from Tron and it sounded like you were trapped in the video game. Mm. And it was like a 20-minute lazy ride that you could just sit on and rest and it was not anything super special, but it was just my favorite ride because it was just always moving. Mm. I don't know. It was because I know... I guess my, because for me, like when my nostalgia is actually Disney World, because that's what I went to when I was eight years old for like a week and mm-hmm. it, or six. So, um, a week or two or six? I, I think I went six or eight. Maybe I was eight. I was a little older. Anyway, loved it, loved it, because I was a Disney kid because of the movies. And then we uh, went again when I was in high school. Um, but I didn't like it because they. I like Disney World, but all my friends were like, oh, my God, I'm so over it. I'm like, whatever. Y'all don't believe in magic. You're evil, stupid people. That's how I feel when people don't like Disneyland. That's how I felt. And if I, I talk to you and you're like, I don't like Disneyland, like, that's the end of it's the that, Like, you couldn't have a relationship no, with that person. So they need to be into, they need to appreciate your nerdum. Mm-hmm. And they need to like being to Disney. Yeah. And if they have not been, that's fine. They have not. They can no, be. that's, no. I'm, that, but if uh, they're like, I don't like amusement parks, I don't like lines, I'm like, you're stupid. You're just straight up stupid. Yeah, no. Can't sorry to you. anyone I've just offended, but I'm not I'm not really. No, you're not really sorry. Um, but uh, Disney World, my favorite ride was, I think it's, I don't know if it's still there anymore. It was, I loved, <laughs> I don't know what kid loves this ride, but my favorite was the President's at Epcot Center. Okay. The nap ride. It's not even a ride, is it? It's, it's not a even show. Ride. Well, you sit and the whole stage moves. So that's okay. what I thought was so cool. And I loved it was that the, they would do the presidents, but then also I think it was a different one where they would show you like, oh no, it wasn't. It was the future one showing you what gadgets in the future the are going to be. The world of the ride inside the ball at Epcot. Yes, that was my favorite ride. And I also loved America Sings, which is now the Innoventions, which is right now the Star Wars experience or whatever. But oh, yeah. it's the big building where it turns. And when I was little, it was America Sings, and it was like animals talking about america yeah we but saw before that before that it was the same show as the ball and epcot it was a great big wonderful world of tomorrow i think whatever. they had both of those at bep because i remember bears singing well that's the country bear jamboree oh maybe i'm thinking of that we did that that is now the Winnie Pooh ride oh it is yeah we also did the um uh the we went to the hoop to do review in disney world I remember that. I got called on stage and I had to pee. I'm just saying, Maddie, if you want to do a gay Disneyland podcast, this, I'm all in. You're all in. I, there has to be one already. No, there, there's a lot of Disneyland podcasts, but not a gay one. Oh, there's That's not. That's our niche. If you, I've never been to Disneyland on gay days. I'm sure you have. I have a few times and it's actually awkward. I bet it's very crowded. It's super. I feel like worse because what happens is, and this is sad, that there will be families there that are accidentally wearing red. Oh, and they'll be there and they'll so start go, to realize just, on so gay So, days, you know, yeah. if you go to Disneyland on gay days, you wear red to say, like, you're gay or proud or an ally or whatever. Yeah. But so, they're like somebody from, like, Minnesota. They're like Minnesota people. They're accidentally wearing red. They start to look around and Minnesota realize. Minnesota people are actually pretty liberal. They're yeah, like actually, Nebraska. Nebraskans. I don't know. Somewhere in the Yeah, middle. Oklahomans. Yeah. Whatever. Wearing they, red. Yeah. They, seeing guys make out. Yeah, but they start to realize that they're wearing red and people think they're gay. And then they start to get a little more vocal and uh-huh. a little more homophobic. And 
that mm. ends up making it a little more awkward. Why don't they just buy a Mickey Mouse shirt? There's your reason. Yeah. There's your reason. I, uh, I find that I do like that Disneyland supports it because on gay day, they will put out all in front all their rainbow merchandise. But right out in front. Because Disneyland technically... They technically do not support They don't support... support it. There's, they don't support any days like that, yeah. do they? I they, don't know. Other people do them, but like they're... Yeah, like there's Dapper Day, there's Bats Day. Bats? Is it like Batman? No, it's for goths. Oh. I went on Bats Day last year just to see what it was about. Was it fun? It's the same as any other day, but I was wearing my bat socks okay. to be supportive. To be supportive. Um, <laughs> no heavy eyeliner? No, I did. I think I wore black, but I'm like, uh, again, it's one of those where I'm skimming the surface if I want to be goth, yeah, but I'm not really. Okay, one more Disney because I could talk. I could talk about Disneyland forever. Um, other, is, well, uh, I feel like we started a question, we didn't finish it. What was the question? I don't remember. I don't remember either. It listeners can write in. Gay D. We've double Gay D yeah. on this episode. <laughs> to be awful for listeners. Yes, it's true. So, um, any other one more Disney tidbit that you just know that's going to blow people's minds? Something that's used to be there that's now gone, or something that was changed because of something that happened? Someone died? I don't know. Some... Oh, I don't want to talk about death. Okay, <laughs> this is my favorite story. There's a book called Mouse Tales, and oh, I got I this from from that. It's all secrets that previous cast members have uh, disclosed. Mm-hmm. Um, oh shit, I have so many stories, but I'll go with this one. Yeah. Okay. So. This is what's wonderful. You walk around Disneyland with Erin, and she'll just point at something and start talking about it. It's incredible. <laughs> That's what I want to do with that app. Yeah. I just want to figure out the path. I'm going to do it. All right. So people at Disneyland employees started to notice that late at night, um, groups of men, groups of like men in uniform or just, just groups of men, and I'm totally probably butchering the story, but this is how I envision it. We're going on the Storybook Land ride. And the Storybook Land, for people that don't know, is a tiny little boat, and it goes around, and it's a usually it's skippered by women. And you start the ride going into a giant mouth of a whale from Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. And the whole ride is just a little cruise. and It's like a little kid ride. It's a little, little kid ride, and all you see is miniature castles and miniature houses. And they point out where that's where Snow White lives. That's where Cinderella lives. That's where Elsa lives. Because they did add the Frozen Castle. I've never been to that ride. It's cute. It's like one of those, if you have a pass, you start going to the rides you don't usually go on to that often. Um, So they were noticing that all these men late night were going on the storybook land, and that doesn't make sense. It's a little kid's ride. I don't like where this is going. (laughs) Well, no, you do like where this is going. This is a great story. They found out, I think they sent a spy, and they found out that there was one female skipper at night who had developed her own dialogue for the ride, her own script. Oh. And she made the porn version of the ride. Oh she made the God. dirty version of the ride. And the only thing I know about it is at the very beginning, the line is, we're now coming in the whale's mouth. That's... So it was like subtext porn? It was all subtext, dirty script version. Wow. So all the men would go on and they'd pass it on. And then the uh, the employees started to catch on, and before the upper management caught on, and they started doing their own versions, their own dirty versions of their rides at uh, If You Got the Right Boat. So there was a dirty version of the Jungle Cruise. There was probably a dirty version of something else. But, like, those are the two. It's interesting. The skippers for Storybook Land and the skippers for Jungle Cruise are kind of in their own department because mm. they are half ride operator, but they're also half entertainer. Ah. So they have their own little department. So I think all the people that were in that same department were ah. competing. Did they, they find they out also got, the They people? eventually got in trouble and got fired, yeah. Yeah. 
I feel like Disney doesn't mess around with that. No, but I really would have liked to experience that. Wow. All right, then. Well, look at that. See, look at that. We started his show. Look at that. It's happening. Dear Manny Lost episode. <laughs> no, nobody nobody I mean, misses it the anymore. The show is dirty enough that I still don't want my mom to listen to it. That's true. Oh, well, okay. I, we are going to talk about questions, but I want to talk about Suffer City Transmit. Okay. So what is Suffer City Transmit? Suffer City... The Subversity itself is a world underground that is a hub. The station itself is a hub between fictions. Mm -hmm. It is a it's hosted by Am Animus, and mm -hmm. she's a radio host for the Subversity station. Mm -hmm. And she likes to tell stories to entertain the passengers as they go about their way. Mm -hmm. So that's the premise of the show. The actual functionality of the show is it's a way for me to read stories. It's a way for me to practice my voiceovers. It's a way for me to practice audio editing, and it's a way for my friends and people that I will become friends with, hopefully, to share their stories. And, and I'm all the trying stories to are, do, are fiction. They're all fiction in the speculative fiction umbrella. So horror, mm -hmm. sci-fi, fantasy, that's what I want to see. And I, my personal goal is that every story have some sort of gay or transgender or lesbian content in it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and when the that story that I get doesn't have that content, I try to make the envelope story of Anonymous on the front and back end of the story a little, a little gayer. Queer. Oh, maybe you could just tell people to make... Can you just send it... I hope your podcast is eventually so like popular, you just write them back and say, make it gay. That's what I'm trying to do. Make That's what I'm telling gay. my friends who are writing stories for I'm me. I'm looking it up right now because I want to... Because there's... Oh, I... Okay, I haven't listened to... I just... Because... You sent like I love that you told me this was done like a year ago. And I was like, okay, I'll listen to it, listen to it. And I got busy, and then I emailed you like four months ago, and I said, I think I'm an asshole, but I haven't listened to your show yet. Is it up? I can't remember. And then you emailed me back. You said you're an asshole. Here it is. <laughs> and then finally this week, I'm like, I need to listen to this because Aaron's gonna be on my show. It's so fucking good. Like. You can use that quote because it's so inspirational. I can tell. It's but so fucking good. It's so fucking. It is. Matt so, Moore. Is yeah, Matt. You're such a good voiceover artist. Like you're an incredible voiceover artist. And I was, I. I it's just when you meet Aaron in life, she's a little. I don't like, talk a lot. You don't talk a lot. You're reserved. In fact, you the way you speak. Huge it, there's not a lot of not a lot of yeah, I'm moving kind of inflection. All the time. Yeah, it's like um, it's like like a, a female Stephen Wright. I was going to say like a less excited Daria. <laughs> less excited Daria. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> she liked that. Um, but on the podcast, I mean, it was, you're incredible. Night and day. You, you're, it's night and day. And you're so good. And I love, I love that's what, it, it made me inspired because to me, that is what creativity and art is about. It's about. It doesn't necessarily have to be who you are. Or what it's about, though, just playing and being playful and being yeah, joyous. I, I wanted to create the exact opposite of me, someone that's like warm and friendly. And it, but it is. It's so <laughs> joyous, and I just love it. And the stories you write, some stories. Let's see. I write the intros and outros. No, but you wrote because uh, what was, you actually wrote so far. Uh, I'm trying to look what the feet. That's what I want for the addendum episode. My favorite. Because didn't you write companion? No, I did not. Oh, my coworker did, but Companion that's my favorite so far. Was so good. It's my favorite. So it actually like made me teary. That's the 
second episode companion is so good. But I still have to. So I am not cut up. I just have to listen to Zombie Schlager Part One. Zombie Schlager Part One, which is the one that you do the credits for, and you'll do the credits for Part Two as well. Oh, when that's nice. oh not and I. But I also still need to listen to End of Summer Addendum. A- End of Summer Addendum is probably the most writing work I put into one of them. Oh, oh, it's only eight minutes, so it's short. Yeah, That's it's not thing. a full episode. It's the follow-up to the previous episode. Oh, okay. Well, so I, I actually have a five-season outline of oh, the arc okay, of the okay. story for, for our host, Amonymous. Okay. And so I wanted to present this this backstory, and that's part of what the end of the summer addendum is. Ah. I also like the episodes aren't super long. Yeah, but you know what? It's it's practicality, and it's just, it takes so much work so much to, time to put edit. those episodes together. It's probably like 40 hours for each 20 minute episode yeah it's a lot of work it's a lot of work that's why i don't edit that's why they come out few and far between that's why when you say turn a knob to increase the gain i go what yeah my little mixer i'm like i'm just turning things but yeah i mean i'm re-editing sometimes i'm re-recording because i'm like i can hear like my nose breathing i can't have that that, that's i would be like oh well little deal but uh, yeah so if you're listening to the show like i really feel like you i just had her on the but my friend kelly um, I think you saw her comic. Does the Hex comic? Yeah, I just read that first issue. I haven't I read it yet. Is it great? Oh, it's great. I, I'm like, can I, how can I, I want to be involved. I feel like you, yeah, I, I will set that up. I, I feel like you would be wonderful together. And like my friend Bridget Green, if you're just into sci-fi, if, into, I think also feminist perspective comes in a lot. And if you're just into Probably awesome. inadvertently. Awesome. Yeah, I think if you're just into awesome storytelling, you should listen to your show. Like, that, there you go done drops mic. it's great it's like great 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 um all right but my show is about actually us not talking about disneyland forever um <laughs> i'm still is, saying it's about start that yeah it's spin-off. about it's about questions so let's answer some questions so um here's our first question this is uh dear maddie um this is from jimmy jimmy h26 uh dear maddie what does the term this is in quote healthy sexual relationship mean Hope your mom's listening, Aaron. Hope your, I know your mom likes the show. She's a fan. Uh, okay, let's read this again. Dear Maddie, what does the term healthy sexual sexual relationship mean? My boyfriend thinks it means that we have sex at least three times a week, but I think that's a lot. We've been together for five months, so I figure it slows down at this point, right? Advice, please. Jimmy, age 26. Healthy sexual Now we become love line. Which is actually the show that inspired me to do this. You know, I started listening to Loveline when I was 15, 14, and Mm -hmm. I would listen to it at night. I would go to bed, and I would, Mm -hmm. like, turn the headphones on and listen to it real low level. I liked it more with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. The other guy I started with Poor Man. That's how long ago Oh, oh, oh. I started with Adam Carolla. I saw it on MTV. That's where. Mm. Yeah, so I learned everything I know about heterosexual sex. I learned a lot about heterosexual sex there. Loveline. We should do a gay so love line. So from, from what I'm is. telling you, so my knowledge of this is that men have different needs. Yes. No, <laughs> speak to that. I feel that, that more frequently they need needs. But I will say that... Uh, I feel like this question, too, that this is a gay relationship, but I feel like um, this this question is very applicable to anyone in a relationship. Yeah, I, I do feel that sex is an important part of a relationship. Yeah, and totally. It, if you don't have that connection, then you're not going to really last because eventually you're going to start... Want to, wanting to wander and yeah. maybe you have a relationship where you have that freedom to wander i personally could not do that i'm far too jealous of a person i don't think i could i'm not closed off to it but i don't think i could do it so the answer to what is a healthy sexual relationship i don't know three times a week seems pretty healthy jimmy 
And yeah, it's going to go downhill. That's hey, three times a week is great. Yeah, like, I don't even take vitamins three times a week. You know, <laughs> so if I'm <laughs> taking if some penis three to times, take my a week, yeah, I'm like for three days. I'm good. Yeah, I'm like whoa, three. Th- that's I- I'm not saying that's too much. Uh, I'm just saying that's too much. No, I'm kidding, Jimmy. <laughs> don't. No, I mean it's just that. But that. I just think you need to accept that your needs are going to be different than her needs. Yes, and I think yeah, I think Jimmy, this is a conver- I think it's a conversation. And maybe she would want it more if she was feeling or he, more. He's his, his boyfriend. Jimmy's, oh, it's a Jimmy's boy, boy. Jim, They're boy boy. Okay, then I, you know erase everything I said about heterosexual <laughs> relationships. If it's a boy boy relationship, then maybe you should have the same needs. I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, maybe you, you can speak to that better. I do feel like that there is, and you can speak to this. I want to speak for all gay men right now in okay. the world, and will you speak for all lesbians? I will can speak we do for all lesbians that are ashamed of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I do think there's a little bit of a. It's a nice shorthand when you're a guy, and I'm not saying people are like, "Oh, well, dudes are just more sexual." Not that, but I think that's not true. Actually, I think it's just men are allowed to be more sexual. Oh, good, we're still recording. Um, <laughs> But uh, I um I do think there's just a little bit of a shorthand, um, just because you're you are the same sex. That said, um, I, I mean, hey, if what do you mean by it, shorthand? Like there's a, a shortcut. It there's um, I think it's just I don't know. It's hard. To, that's a good question because it's hard to describe. I think for with dating, um. A guy, at least, well, but that's not true. I'm talking about in my own relationship. I think there's just, um, I don't know. I think there's just, I don't know. It's so different for each person because gay, man on man sex is different too because unlike straight people and women, there has to be a little more prep work if you're a gay man. Not to get too graphic here, but I'm just saying. I would say that women need more prep work. Really? I'm just talking about like. I'm gonna relook at this question. If you're gonna have butt sex, things need to be taken care of. Okay, (laughs) you just got you want to make sure there's a a clean takeoff and a clean landing. That's all I'm gonna say. I think I just lost about half of my (laughs) listeners, (laughs) so I apologize. But so there's I I I I guess so I guess what I mean I don't know. You made me rethink. I say shorthand. It's just um. I don't know. Actually, I, I wouldn't know. Maybe it feels like a shorthand to me because I'm with somebody that I care about. But I guess if anybody cares about somebody straight, gay, or what, they feel like that person knows them and they're able. So I totally negate what I said. I disagree with it. Okay. I don't know anything. I'm rereading the question. Okay. So it's... Uh, it's you it's, want to read it again? We can read the, it again. The, the writer, would, the author to... of the question, thinks that three times is too much. He thinks it's too much. So it's... Uh, I, I mean, would think th- that there's more of a, an underlying communication issue about yeah. why is it too much is it because i like your socks thank you is it be- <laughs> is it because that you want um more of a romantic yeah. connection is yeah. it more because you want to talk about how your day was at work like that's the lead in mm-hmm. that's the foreplay and that's mm-hmm. not happening so uh, it's a hard question to answer i think you need to have a healthy sex life to keep a relationship going whether to put a number of three on that mm-hmm. is, i think you know, having to say yeah i think a healthy at least for me jimmy you seem like a healthy sexual relationship means you have sex all the time i don't mm-hmm. think that's quote unquote healthier you could have sex all the time and it could be unhealthy just by the way you're treating it or you're abusing it um 
You said earlier a little bit uh, that it is an important part of a relationship, and I agree. I th- I've said this before on the show. There's a fam- famous therapist wrote a book called The Passionate Marriage. His last name is Schnarch. It's unfortunate. <laughs> the Schnarch Report. The Schnarch, the Schnarch Report. Um, uh, but it talks about what happens in the bedroom is symbolic of of things that are happening in the relationship. And I actually agree with that. I think that if you're feeling disconnected or or if you're feeling like it's too much to have sex, and I wonder, like, emotionally, is something he's giving you too much? Like, is he super – like, because we said, oh, maybe he wants to connect with talking, but also maybe Jimmy is more of an – not an introvert, but more of a person that needs to um, either – well, I guess introvert, have alone time or not – like, I'm way more – Maybe you're more romantic. I'm I'm more romantic. Also, I'm much more like a cuddler. So with my boyfriend, I'm always like rubbing him, touching him, like nothing like sexual. I'm not like giving him a wristy in the movie theater. I mean, <laughs> I mean, just like putting my hand on his back, patting him. I'm like that. My family's like that. So mm-hmm. it's not even a sexual thing. His family's not like that. He comes from a very different type of family. So I, Jimmy, it might be too. Like is are. Is he being like too quote unquote needy? Or you feel like you need more just like sitting on the couch, nothing sexual, but just holding hands, stuff like that. Yeah, I, I think feel like there's a big backstory to this. Yeah, there's a saying. there's always a big backstory to this. So, um, <laughs> so Jimmy, I think you're right. Like, I think just use this opportunity as a conversation. Like, what does and maybe a conversation? I think a lot of people don't have this. Is like, what what does sex mean for you? Two part question. What is sex? How is sex imp- – actually, this is a question I would want to know. Ask your partner, how is sex important to you, and then how is sex important in our relationship to you? And also, what does it mean to yeah. you? Like, does it mean I'm having, I'm showing my love by having sex with you, or does it mean I'm having fun by having sex with you? Yes. Because maybe it means two completely different things for you yeah. guys. You know, some people, I won't say, like, uh, you know, they're, they, they, they have sex to relieve stress. And I'm like, well, get a massage. <laughs> I mean, this Get a is massage. I'm tired. Related I'm but unrelated. I have a friend who had a relationship difficulty because her husband wanted her to cook for him, and she was not a cook, so she felt like she was being, um, you know, cast in a role of barefoot and pregnant mm. if she was going to go cook for him. Mm-hmm. But to him, it was just like that's how you show love, and that's ah. how I expect to receive love i'm not expecting you to do that but i that's, that's how a i understand perspective. Love. that's a yeah. different understanding good, good yeah good so she was going to go work on like learning to cook so she could try cooking once or twice a week to show him love i think honestly it's it's not about the end result in a relationship it's just that you want to know someone cares enough to try mm-hmm. there you go jimmy good luck to you all right we're going deep on this next question get comfy Aaron lillis I'm prepared. Get comfy. We're going to do it good on time. Okay, great. Um, Sorry about all this mic noise. I'll have to do make the mic noise. All right, here we go. This is from Janine. Oh, I just realized every single person that wrote this week it starts with a J. Jimmy, Janine, Gerald. That's what I call synchronicity, which yeah, I think relates to the next question. It's synchronicity. Artist way. Have you read the artist way? I have read the first page of the artist way. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Dear Maddie, this is from Janine, age 37. Dear Maddie, I'm not a big believer in heaven, but recently my mother-in-law passed away, and I find myself thinking about where she is now. It's just hard for me to wrap my head around. Do you think she's in heaven, or where do you think people go when they die? This is from Janine, age 37. So this really isn't a question about helping you, or maybe it is. 
more of a question about it's about perspective. Yeah, I think I think it's about perspective. It's also I again. The, there's so much more you want to know. I want to talk to Janine a little bit about, but I don't know. I'm, I'm just interested in like the process of grief. It's periods. like a mother-in-law question, right? Are yeah, you it is like a mother-in-law question. So yeah, do you do you <laughs> do you think there's a heaven, or where do you think people go when they die? I I have very big spiritual beliefs, actually. Yeah, but they are not correlated with a particular religion. Mm. Um, I was raised Catholic, so that was all heaven. Oh, so was I. And twelve years of Catholic school. Yeah. Oh wow, you yeah, really wow. But um, from Catholic school, I came out with a belief of magic. Really? And the power of people putting their minds together to get stuff done. I'll tell you why. When I was in fourth grade, we had a teacher that was a bit of a religious zealot. Religious. Religious. (laughs) She's a zealot, guys. She's a cult leader. She would actually, she actually got in trouble for taking us to church too much. Really? She was a secret nun. She was an undercover nun. Like we were, we called her one name is Miss Claiborne, but some people found out she was actually a Paulist nun. And I don't know what Paulists do. I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know. Are we still recording? Yeah, we're still recording. Okay, good. So she was a Paulist nun. So if you knew that she was a Paulist nun, you were allowed to call her sister Lois, but otherwise she was Miss Claiborne. So she would actually, because we were fourth graders, we were very impressionable one of the things that we had to do was pray all year long because at the end of the year we were going to get our holy language. And we would actually like voluntarily give up our recess to go in and have prayer time. Oh, wow. And But we would see magic happen, right? She would tell us about like, if we all pray, we're going to see things. And I would see like the more we prayed, like the more the candles flickered. You know, scientifically, probably our breath was coming out more. And so there was more air. And so we were stirring the candle flame more. But whatever. Then one time we were having a drought, as we occasionally do in Los Angeles. As we occasionally do. And we all prayed for rain. And she went out and told people, like, oh, bring your umbrellas tomorrow. It's going to rain because we all prayed for it. And people were like, you're a crazy old lady. And the next day it fucking rained. It (laughs) fucking rained. And I was like, holy shit, it works. And then at the end of the year, we all went to church to get our holy language. Mm Mm-hmm. And this involved like us praying in church. Now, do you, do you know what the holy language is? I don't, and I was raised Catholic as well, but I didn't go to Catholic school. So I feel like Catholic in Oklahoma is like, yeah, like just accepted. It's no, it's like uh, people I know ever. They're like hardcore Catholics. You know, they like we didn't get the guilt, the Catholic guilt, and all that kind of shit. Oh, we I, didn't I get, get that. we didn't get that in Oklahoma because we were St. Mary's, and people called us called us Mary worshippers, and we didn't know Jesus. Because we weren't Baptist. Okay. Anyway, we got that a lot. Someone pointed at that a while that like, uh, let me speak in English. Someone pointed that out once that we like worship Mary. And I was like, my Uber shit. driver, my Uber driver, very, very opinionated African-American woman who said that she was Baptist as well. She said, mm, you got away from, because she started talking to me. I said, oh, I was raised Catholic. She's like, oh, I'm so glad you got away from that. They do not believe in Jesus. And I was like, well... <laughs> And I kind of said they do, and she's like, no. And she started like, I wanted to give her a bad Uber review just because I'm like, dude, I don't need to hear your religious, let's quote the Bible verbatim bullshit that I don't believe in. Um, But I know if you give people a bad Uber review, then they can like lose their job. So I just didn't review her. But anyway, I was like, "Mm, I hope you know that everything you believe comes from Catholicism, just so you know. Or Christianity. Well, Christianity, which is like Catholicism, pretty much. Somebody said once, like, oh, we liked Catholics. They were the cool Christians. 
Yeah, that's what I was like. We can drink beer. But anyway, I'm getting but, off of the subject. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so back, so we went to so the holy language is something that apparently descended upon the apostles, which enabled them to speak. They, they would just speak once, but everybody around them would be able to hear what they were speaking in their own language. So the oh. Holy Spirit came upon them and gave them this power, the holy okay. language. Okay. And that's... It's like sensei. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't uh, yeah. seen that yet. No, I watched a couple episodes. Of Is this. it good? Mm, okay. It's like kind of confusing. Kind of like... Mm, okay. right. I don't want to judge because I haven't finished it yet, but... Okay, holy language. It seems like it might be promising. Okay. Um, so yeah, end of the year, we prayed for the holy language and we were all instructed to just go in there and just kind of babble like babies. So we mm-hmm. were all like, <laughs> and then at some point during the prayer process, the holy language descended upon us and we went from like, all of us were doing that. And we were like, what the fuck is happening? So, so it's like talking in tongues. We were talking in tongues. Like Church of Christ, we Pentecostal. We were babbling. Christ. We have no idea what we were saying. Nothing. If any of that meant something to any listeners, please write in and tell us. Please write in and tell me. But um, yeah, so we had the holy language. From that, though, I garnered that people putting their consciousness together makes stuff happen. Primarily the rain thing. So from that, I believe that every single religion works. Every single religion is right if you have more than four believers. I think there was a quote from Jesus that was like, if more than three people are gathered in my name, I will be there. Mm, so yeah. I think that's more of like a the the mustard the con- seed, if you will. Well, to me, that's very Jungian. Because, Jungian? Well, Jung. Yeah. Uh, the psychology, because he talks about the unconscious. And we were talking about synchronicity, so perfect. Yeah, he talks about the unconscious. Is it collective? The con, uh, the collective unconscious. Collective. Thank you. The collective. Yeah, I have the degree. You don't be. But she believed. I mean, basically believed that that there's like this knowing and connectivity that we have, which for me it's more energy, like um, the fact that like my energy is the same, like the things that are made up. I just saw the pictures of Pluto that they had, and it's fascinating and crazy and incredible to me that the same type of atoms and proteins and neurons or whatever that make Pluto are the same exact things that are in me. It's the same exact type, like that, the same carbon. That's just crazy to me. You but, are a forgotten planet. But no, it's like that whole thing that he says that makes me cry when I go to the Griffith Observatory. They have the one film where they, should, where they talk about how. We are all stardust. Every time they say that, I get teary because we are. We are stardust. So, like, we are from the heavens. And it all, to me, it's like, um, I don't know, I don't know where we're going with this question to me. but I don't know. But I know the yeah. goal I was trying to yeah, say go ahead. was I'm, that uh, the goal I was trying to say, the goal my, trying to... my path. I like they work. Was that every time a few people get together and focus on something, it works. And that to me is magic. So where do they go when they die? Though? So, so where, that's, where that's do you go when you die? They... Is part of that magic is just like, there's just more to everything. So I very strongly believe in ghosts. As I told you earlier, mm-hmm. I have a ghost cat that came in here and probably pushed the buttons. Probably on pushed the button. Yeah. Thing to make our lost episode exactly. stop recording. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I most strongly saw this when we were putting my dog to sleep. When I saw my dog was like very active, full of energy, and then two seconds later she was dead, and 
but that energy was still you could still feel it in the room it's still palpable mm. and then immediately i went home and like stuff was happening around my apartment like things that were at dog level were like on the floor mm. so i'm like this is my dog telling me that she's still there and I, this is very basic but like i have the difference between um there's a difference between what i call a visitation dream and just a dream dream mm-hmm Visitation dream is when somebody in it is somebody that I know is dead, and in the dream I'm aware that they're dead, mm-hmm. and but they're there. So mm. that is a visitation dream. Mm. So when I wake up, I'm like, okay, well, they, they were there. If it was just a dream dream, it wouldn't be they were dead. Mm. And I've woken up several times where I'm in that half-awake sleep where I can feel my dog laying on the bed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I open my eyes, she'll be gone. So I fully believe in this next veil. Like, there's a veil... And then there's the next area. Like I don't know that Potter I believe the, yeah. in a heaven per se, mm-hmm. but I do believe that. I do not believe in hell, I have to say. I 100% do not believe in hell. Okay. That, but I mean, a lot of people say if you believe in heaven, then you have to believe in hell. And I'm like, nope, I don't believe in damnation and all I that. I believe that uh, we might be in purgatory mm-hmm. if there's such a place. Um, but, but the point of the question is I have no 100% believe that there is an afterlife. Yeah. I don't have any doubt about that. Whether or not it's a heaven, I don't know. Maybe it's your own heaven. Maybe you make it what it seems. I said once that if I were to die, my heaven would be um, the extinct Disneyland attractions. Mm. And I think maybe you get to make your own. Did you ever watch that movie, What Dreams May Come, with Robin Williams? I haven't seen it. It's a good movie, but one of the aspects of that is that everybody gets to make their own heaven. Mm. And that's how... I think it happens. I think you either get to choose your own heaven mm-hmm. or you get you're just in the middle waiting for your next mm-hmm. life, but there's definitely it doesn't end. What Disneyland ride do you is extinct that you wish was there? The people mover. The people mover. That's but there's people mover there's inner space, there's the country bear jamboree, but you know, that's that's a Denver. That's for a Disneyland that, podcast. That's Disneyland podcast. Well, I I was just this made me think uh yesterday, I think it was yesterday on NPR, what was it? It was a disease I never heard of this girl um she almost died. She almost like uh, just like had a seizure. It was like a weird something happened in her body. And she fainted, and when she woke up from the seizure, uh, this is just on NPR. So I, I literally, I think it was yesterday or maybe um, the day before I listened to it. So you can Google it. Um, but when she woke up from fainting, she had thought she had died, and that now that she was in heaven, and she believed that this woman in San Francisco believed that for seven months. So, like, she has a boyfriend, they have a dog, she's doing her life, but every single day she believed, well, I'm not, I'm not actually alive, I'm not breathing. She couldn't, it, like, basically the disease, like, you know how you and I can put our hand on our heart and we can feel it beat? She literally can't, it's, she can't sense it, she can't sense that, she can't feel it, um, and it was fascinating listening to her speak and it actually was her dog that kind of pulled her out of it because she says she, there's a song that she sings to her dog about um that's like a song they made up and then the song is something like well you're here with me and and she sang the song and her boyfriend said well do you think the dog is actually here with you do you think it's here and she's like yeah i think the dog's here and i think you're here and that's when she kind of went oh yeah i'm here i'm alive and it was this it's fascinating. Super that is fascinating. fascinating. And what is what was interesting about it, it was it brought up for me that whole conversation of what's to say what we are in now, Janine, is real life. Like what is to say that this is actual quote unquote real? Oh, I also think we're in the matrix. Yeah. I mean, it, and, and the more science evolves, 
I mean, they've discovered the God particle and things mm-hmm. like the more that science is evolving, the more and more we're finding out that things in science fiction are true. Um, I'm but- actually thinking uh, a lot is that we are going in and out of different parallel universes. Mm. There was like something that happened a couple of weeks ago. It was just a little glitch in the Matrix, but I woke up and I was like, OK, now I am in a different universe. Mm. Like things are slightly different in this one. And it and I think when people talk about this, they think, oh, well, you're discounting religion and heaven and hell and Jesus and God and all that. And I'm I'm kind of like with you. I'm I never discount that. I'm like, no, that is that's living and it's active and it, that is quote unquote real, just as everything else is. So for Janine, I think um, I think it's it, I don't. We, I mean, we are answering what we think when people go to die, but I think it's more. My, my aunt passed away this year, and so I was thinking a lot about. Where is she going? Like, what's her, you know, where's her soul go? And those types of things. Uh, and I, I think it's important. Obviously, her children are very, like, she has a, uh, one child that's very evangelical. And so he has his belief. And then the husband has this belief. Another son is big hippie and has his belief. I think that's all, that's what matters. It's Janine, is you need to, you actually need to, do, if you want to, figure out what, your belief is and what honestly gives you comfort i think that's the way like when people say well this is what i believe and especially if it this sounds cliche but it's not hurting or infringing on anybody else i'm like that's great you believe that when people go to heaven they actually become flowers and are in fields and that's a flower and they're that's your grandmother enjoying the sunshine and that makes you feel better great it's totally Believe a logical it. response to you because if you're just energy, you could totally be a flower. You could totally be a flower. There's um, this great um, video series I watch also, and uh, I think it's called Conversations with Eric, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I like to think that I have one foot on the ground and one foot in the air. Oh, so I, I, I observe everything kind of like I believe this but i don't 100 percent believe it but this is an interesting series where the premise is this mother lost her son i think he killed himself Mm. and she went seeking some guidance as to how to connect with him what happened to him Mm -hmm. and she found this medium and now the medium and the mother jointly put together this series a medium just so for people that it's not a shirt size it's someone who can it is is, but it's people that connect to the to Other, the dead people. To the dead people, yes. They're, Go ahead. They're so, a medium. They're so the, the yeah. translators. Translators. So the medium and the mother. So the medium together. and mother put together this YouTube series, and they have conversations with Eric, the son that's died. Oh, wow. And he facilitates conversations with people on his end. So whether or not you believe it, I don't know, but it's certainly fascinating to listen to because Eric will come through, and he will also bring in Robin Williams, mm. and he will also bring in Abraham Lincoln, and he mm. would also bring in the gray aliens and whatever you believe in. But even if this medium is just making it up, it's fascinating what she's saying. And there was a great interview with Mother Earth. There was a fascinating oh, wow. interview with Jesus. But I think my favorite was the one with Robin Williams because he, like, fully explained why he made the choices he made. And, um, you know, again, whether or not you believe this or not, but he was talking about one of the questions they asked the people that have died is, do you have any past lives that influenced the current life? that we're talking about and one of his was that he was i think a lemur and he Mm. liked to he really liked being in the lemur pack Mm. and cuddling with all his lemur friends and that's why he chose to to be a very furry guy in this life Mm. and that was one of the cute ones see i love stuff like that yeah who knows if it's real but it makes you feel better it makes you feel better so i would actually recommend going and look for that because it just it gives you conversations uh, with something to listen to that makes you feel better janine go do that 
Go do that. We're um because we talked so much about Disney. I'm actually you're off the hook. I'm skipping the third question right. for time because we still haven't talked about celebrity shift the bed. Okay. What is your celebrity shift the bed? You know, I I felt pressured because well, first of all, can you explain what celebrity shit the bed means? It is so an expression in the South is somebody shit the bed. It's it, this started out. It's a it's a moment where somebody kind of messed up. It's like um, let's say uh, you know, like uh, a politician slept with you know the mistress, mm-hmm. like the whole like Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky, be like, oh, he shit the bed. Um, so they they you messed up. Um, you fucked it up. That's kind of how it started because it's it started as you know, like Lindsay and I in the first episode. We, at the time, Lindsay Lohan was doing something. She was in court or something, and we gave kind of like Lindsay Lohan a shit the bed. So we were giving Lindsay Lohan advice. It since has evolved to really just a topic anybody, moment. not even pop culture, whatever anybody's wanted to talk about. So if you wanted to talk about something that's going on in pop culture or something that's going on like if you wanted to be like oh i saw this great youtube thing conversations with eric and that was what you wanted to talk about oh dumb it's really for whatever you want but so so yes celebrity shit the bed so i was i felt pressured because i don't actually ever know the news oh yeah but um this one fell into my lap so sarah paulson and holland taylor are out officially dating oh wait she's dating sarah paulson Uh uh-huh i didn't see that i just saw the holland taylor holland taylor was said that she was gay yeah i think it was monday she came out with the uh the news that she was dating a woman and holland taylor for people that don't know oh love her i know her and i could be wrong but i feel like i need to go investigate this history on the imdb i remember her from a show that was like a spin-off of who's the boss and she it was like a modeling agency and she was the leader of it oh i know, I know her from, whether or not that's true or not i know her from bosom buddies oh yeah she was in bosom buddies she was the boss and Bo- she was the landlord in Bosom Buddies. But Holland Taylor's been in everything. I, yeah, she was in the L Word as the Hasbian. She was Mrs. Peabody. Oh, I uh, I started, there's this place in Santa Monica called the University of Santa Monica where you can get your master's in spiritual psychology. And I just went, when I before I got my master's, I went, I'll go see what this is about. It's a little too hoopty-doopty. You pay a lot of money and you're not even a licensed degree, whatever. But anyway, she got her master's from that. And so she spoke of thing. Spiritual really? psychology. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, that's how I know Holland Taylor. But she's been in everything I'm to be. Yeah, and I well, think most recently was the Two and a Half, and half men. men. She played the mom. The mom, yeah. Yeah. So, great actress. Great actress. And Sarah and Paulson. she came out earlier. Didn't know Sarah Paulson was a lesbian until recent. I think till she became... This year I knew that. On my radar when I think that she was dating Cherry Jones, the theater actress, and Cherry Jones won a Tony, and I think she thanked her in the speech, and that was how they came out with their relationship. And Cherry Jones was like 14, 15 it's, years older than Sarah Paulson. Oh, uh, and Sarah Paulson is... Um, from American uh, She's a Horror American Story. Horror Story. She's another stuff, too, but American yeah. Horror Story. She's freaking great on that and show. 12 Years a Slave. Oh, yeah, 12 Years... She's a great actress. Yeah. She's funny as fuck, too. She's really funny. Yeah. Um, so do you think she's hot? You yes, know. that's why she shit the bed because she should have waited <laughs> for me. That's why I wanted to bring this up. Now, my my coworker sent me the article earlier about Holland Taylor coming out as being in this relationship with a woman, and the pictures in the article were her and Sarah Paulson, and they're in a play together apparently. And I'm like, you know what? I bet she's dating Sarah Paulson. My friend's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, no. Like we already know Sarah Paulson is into older women. 
So uh-huh. I think this is totally possible. And then it was like three or four days later when that finally came out that they are, in fact, dating each other, which is great. It's fine. But it's not you. It's not me. And I did check. And I unfortunately am not older than Sarah Paulson. So no, she's I don't older think I'm, I'm not her type. She's 40, right? She's 40. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Good for them, though. Yeah. I mean, it's cute. I like that most people are like, it's so nice having a lesbian couple out there for visibility. And you're like, nope, nope. Nope, Wrong choices. (laughs) Wrong choices. (laughs) But I get it. You know, we haven't met yet. (laughs) You just have to bide your time. You just have to bide your time. Although Uh, I did go to a uh, one of the Paley Fest panels for American Horror Story. Oh, yeah? And that was where I first saw Sarah Paulson in person. And that's where she was hilarious. Like, everybody on the stage was super awkward, and she would just butt in with, like, jokes, and you're like, you're amazing. Was what's-her-name there? Drag queen? Uh, Jessica Lynch? Yeah, Jessica Lang. Jessica Lang? Who's Jessica Lynch? Who am I messing with? I don't know. Kelly Lynch plus Jessica David Lynch? Lynch. I don't know. Yes. Jessica Lang. And I apologize, because I should know that. Was she there? She was there. Oh, wow. Drag queen. It was when they first announced that Kathy Bates was going to be in Coven. I, like, shit myself. Oh, because Kathy, Kathy Bates, Bates, of course, is in Fried and, Tomatoes. Yeah, but Kathy Bates and Angela Bassett were the best part of Coven. They I would disagree. So I love oh. Kathy Bates, but I have been to New Orleans and I've seen the house where that character she was playing lived. And I've heard those stories. And she's like this despicable, horrible, horrific woman. And they played her for comic relief. Oh, it's a true woman. She's a true, horrible woman. Oh, wow. And I thought that was a little bit of was a Was that the actual house they filmed in? No, I don't think so. They used that house for Scream Queens, right? It looks the same, it but looks, I didn't watch like the same house. I didn't watch it either. I didn't yeah. care. Ryan Murphy, he has great ideas for shows, and then they peter out. It's kind of like in the middle when he's doing other stuff. They have the shit writers come in and yeah, fill exactly. In the Did you space. are you watching AHS still? I just started watching Freak Show. I wasn't going to give my weekly time to it anymore mm-hmm. after Coven. Coven disappointed me. I liked Coven, but I didn't like Freak Show. I stopped. Coven watching felt Freak like show. a video game where you kept dying and restarting without any complications. I guess that's true. Yeah, Hotel. People seem to like people like Gaga on it, but you know I'm not. I'm off the bandwagon. All right, chatty matty questions. Here we go. Chatty matty question number one: What is your most memorable childhood childhood smell? Um, I think it's going to be Play-Doh. Ooh, good one. Play-Doh. That's the one. I feel like there was years where I'm. There's a smell I can't place. I don't know what it is, and I finally Mm -hmm. figured out it was Play-Doh. But the other option is probably nutmeg. Ooh, good one. Because my little next-door neighbor friends and I would go, and we would play with their parents' spices on their kitchen table Aww. and, like, crush the spices. So I think that uh, a little nutmeg mixed with Play-Doh, which is probably not something their parents appreciated, <laughs> <laughs> would be the smell. I recall. I'm going to give you that as a gift one time. I love that. Um, chatting my question number two, What is it, what would be the name of your memoir? Um... Uh, I think it's going to be, and then I was like, <laughs> no, no, it's going to be, and I was all, and then went for the first half of my life, and I was all, and then when I come out for the second memoir that covers the second half of my life, it was going to be, and then I was like. <laughs> I can see the cover of the first one, you're like hands in the air. And I was all, and, you're and then she was like, yeah. Because <laughs> when I read my emails, I'm like, why am I allowed to exist? You're like, I have a degree. I'm so like valley. I'm actually I'm educated. not from the valley, but I actually, this is how I talk. And when I noticed this most of all was then um, our friend Allie did this 
transcription play of interviews with you and I and other oh, people. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. And I didn't realize how gay-dee-dee I was and oh, how yeah. valley I was until I heard or I read her script transcribing my interview. That was Living Proof Project, right? Yeah. Yeah, Living Proof Project. Yeah, she... She said she wanted to do it in L.A., and then she got, then she got boyfriend fell in love, and now she's getting mm. married. She's busy. She's lost time. Well, yeah. You know, she still has time. She has time. I still um, want to see the- Gay is more trendy now, so she Because my friend saw her production in Boston. Oh, yeah. And she was like, they picked a perfect actor to play Aaron. I'm like, I, I want to know what that looks like. Um, is it just like a frumpy, overweight <laughs> No. Daria? First of all, you're very slim. <laughs> right now, but not then. Well- that's funny. I like, the, <laughs> I like you brought up Fedoria. All right. Um, chatting about question number three. Best piece of advice you wished you had taken? Um, I was thinking about this one, and actually I think the I w- there was some advice that I was given that I'm glad I didn't take. Mm, okay. How about that? Sure. So my first like Hollywood boss, my Hollywood executive boss, where I was mm. an executive assistant, she said, Aaron, you don't have the right personality for Hollywood. And I was like, fuck you, bitch. (laughs) So, but she was 100% accurate. She was exactly right because I am too moral. I don't like lying. And I think Mm -hmm. that's very important to getting ahead in Hollywood Mm -hmm. and just being false. And I'm not Mm -hmm. false. But because she said that made me work harder to try and be in entertainment. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm in marketing for entertainment. And, you know, it's not exactly where I want to finish like i still have a ladder Mm -hmm. to climb but i do think she was right and just her saying that motivated me to go to prove her wrong Mm. and also i had uh, i went to a i won a reading with a clairvoyant Mm -hmm. and she said don't go to school like this was after i'd finished my first degree and i was thinking about like do i want to go try and find work or do i want to get a second degree and she was like don't go to school you'd be bad at school And I was like, what are you talking about? So because she said that, I went to uh, Art Institute and got my second degree and was the valedictorian. Mm. Proved her wrong. I know clairvoyance. She smelled like pot. She told me that. She was like, you are going to go back to school. She had like this accent. I don't know what. She said, you are going to get your your business, your master's in business. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. That clairvoyant told me I should go into like taking care of pets. Because I was connected to animals. I'm like, I can see that. I can see, see that, that. But. You could tell any lesbian that. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Come on. That yeah, would be like saying, cheap. you are going to love Judy Garland. Duh. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Clairvoyant. All right. Chatting May number four. What day that you've lived in your life, what day would be your Groundhog Day? That one is hard for me. Um, I listened to some of your shows to prep for these questions. And. I have no idea. I have like a terrible, terrible memory. So I think like any any day. Would it be on Disney? Would it be a Disneyland? Probably? I don't think it would be a Disneyland day. Um, if I were to pick, can I, am I allowed to do different things on that day? Sure. Ha- okay. So I think that you know, off the top of my head, I would go with a day that I was in Tokyo mm. because there's so much of that city I still wanted to mm. explore. So if I can relive it over and over again, that's like an infinite amount of possibilities. That's basically any day in Los Angeles too. Yeah. Is an infinite number of possibilities. You're of things a good to explorer. Do. You're an explorer. I like to find things, but I feel like most of my life has felt. Like, there's somebody missing. Mm-hmm. So most of my days, I feel like there's always this general, like, even though I'm having fun, something's missing. So oh, I, I, don't feel like I've had, I don't feel like I've had the day yet that I want a so Groundhog Day. 
Oh, I mean, that that's great that you are enough. You are enough. I know that I'm supposed to make my own self happy. But I feel like there are probably some certain days that I would like to live again from high school, but I can't remember them. I don't understand. I have to say, uh, and people used to say this to me, and it didn't bother me, so hopefully it doesn't bother you. I'm a little bit like, I don't, it baffles me that you're not, you're not with someone because you're a pretty amazing person. You're so, it's you're a, so it's fun. That, it's you're just fun. Situation. I feel like I would never get bored with you because you're a very curious person. I think I have a lot of stuff to look at too. <laughs> you do have a lot of stuff. And you're pretty. Thank you, Maddie. I think, I mean, you were pretty Handsome before gentleman. and now you're all like slim and boobs and pretty skin. I've always had pretty skin. You do honest. have great skin. All right. Number five, chatting about question number five. When are you most inspired? Driving, driving to work. Really? That was quick. You knew yeah. It. No, that's easy because that's when you can't write anything down and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm having all these really great ideas. Mm. I guess some people have that moment in the shower. For me, it's driving. I would never want to take the train. I would never want to like give up my driving time. Mm. I love my commute to work. Mm. I don't want to move closer to work. I would lose my commute to work. That is when I have all my thoughts. That's when I'm kind of forced to, I think, because I definitely have the ADD. I think I'm forced to be in a situation where I have to drive. And focus. And, and just... focus on something. And it gives my creative mind the opportunity to float away and come up with ideas and daydreams. Whereas the rest of the time, I'm always like guilty and feeling pressured to be doing something mm. where I can't be doing anything else but driving mm. when I'm driving. I just developed an appreciation for driving because of that. Yeah. It's also the greatest place to uh, listen to music and sing. It is true. It is the greatest place. I've never not liked driving. I'm not one of those people that gets upset about traffic in L.A. And I don't have the road rage, so I don't have that I don't have, I'll start anger. to get it, and then I have to be a check yourself. Because when I moved here, I said, if you're making a decision to move to L.A., just know there's traffic. And that's better that you you might be in traffic, but you can drive in traffic with your boyfriend and nobody gives two shits. That was my trade-off. Okay. Because you can't do that in every place. Um, I think it's I not, that. you know, I don't, because of the hours that I work, I'm not in a lot of traffic. Oh, that's nice. So that's great. And uh, yeah, just smoothly driving through to work. Mm. And it's always very calming. And yeah, I don't, I don't understand when people have road rage. I don't get that impulse. Something I'm missing, which is probably a good. I that just I'm missing think it's it. frustration. Anytime I've ever had somewhat of road rage, it's because I'm upset at something else. Hmm. It's just I'm letting it manifest through that. That's what I think. Okay. About Robert. Drop mic. Um, <laughs> tell everybody where they can find Subversity. We already said the website. Tell us everything, either, 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 whatever you prefer. Okay. Well, there's Aaron Subversity. There's SubversityTransmit.com, which mm-hmm. is where you can find the uh, the hot links, basically, to everything else. So Subversity Transmit is also on YouTube. It's also on Pinterest. Oh. It is also on. Twitter and oh boy, Twitter is I am Subversity, and I'm trying to be a good Twitterer, but I try. I'm not the greatest Twitterer, but, mm. but I'm trying. Well, trying. is it is it Subversity or is it Amonymous? It's tw- I am Subversity, but Amonymous has their own Twitter account as well. That's Amonymous. So oh. I and I'm trying to do this like a little bit of a marketing perspective here. I'm trying to do personalities for each one. So YouTube is straight the episodes. Pinterest is like a meta look at here are things that will inspire you to write and here are things where we can collect the episodes and here are people that are related to the episodes and there'll be links. And here are things that remind me of Subversity Transmit, whereas the voice of the Twitter is supposed to be Anonymous herself tweeting. 
So I that's different from Ravy13 at Twitter, which is me, myself, mm-hmm. underrated Daria, tweeting. Um, you like that, don't you? <laughs> I do like it. It's like a, I've been described as a cross between Daria and Wednesday Adams before. I actually see you as a very – it's so funny that I say Daria, but like that, you know – the. And I'm not saying this to make you feel better. I'm saying this because this is what it, I'm going to just be honest. Um, those people aren't happy. I see you as being, because I've seen you at Disneyland, I think, and just seeing you in life. Like you would be, you could find contentment in like a huge city like Tokyo or if you were just sitting in a field with like a tree. I could see you just kind of like looking around and noticing things and like having moments of contentment. I'm glad you see me that way. I do. I totally see you that way. I think you're actually very. Um, I think there's so much going on. I in think my you're head a very joyous person. Sometimes I'm actually just there's nothing going on. Like you're never negative. Like Wednesday and Daria, like you're not negative at all. Oh, that's the completely wrong interpretation. To me, Leslie well, would. Pro- Leslie and Tasha it. would laugh at my face right now. I'm like but. almost entirely negative. <laughs> oh, like 99. percent I don't know. Um, well, everybody, go listen to stuff. I'm not kidding. The only thing I don't have yet is an Instagram, but I don't know what I would. Instagram is the gateway. It's my favorite social media platform. I don't know why I have not one. We can talk about it. Well, my friend who is my uh, partner in the Subra City Transmit, and I do say that partner in the business term. I hate it in the the gay term. Mm -hmm. Um, She made the joke, what would we put on Instagram? Pictures of rocks. Because we're underground. Yeah. We're We're going to think about this. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm thinking now. KDD. Well, <laughs> all right, we're gonna end the show. And we'll think about this later. So, everybody, listen to Supper City Tram and thank Trans. And if you have stories, gay oh, stories, yeah, yeah. gay stories, uh, not not what you did. If if you have a yeah, uh, like not, a real not real life, if it's gay stuff stories. something you did in the locker room, send that story to me. Right. This is but a if, gay character traveling in a rocket but if it's ship. Gay character in a rocket ship. Send it to Aaron. But yeah. if you. Got a finger bang in a locker room with somebody named Chad, who has blonde hair. Actually, I know Chad is black. Let's be honest. Then send that story to me. I just have the the most recent Zombie Schlager episode. I did have to begin the story with the the phrase "I woke up with the taste and smell of cock in my mouth," which wow. was difficult for me. Which but is, I did it. But well, you you just like a carrot. <laughs> Zucchini. All right, everybody. Well, on that, we're going to end. You know where to find me. Go to DearMaddieShow.com. Send your questions in. Um, you've been doing well. Listen, you usually all wait to the last minute. And lately, oh, my God, you are such a dyke. You have bad girls. DVD. No. What? I don't like that word. Oh, you don't? Mm-mm. Oh, I like it. You you don't use it now. Nope. Oh, I love it. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll edit it out. You I'll can take... keep it. You can keep my displeasure. It's like um. Oh, I like the, all the several lesbians that I know too. That they all they all use it. So yes, but I'm not really a lesbian. Let's be honest. <laughs> like my friend Jess, she says that too. Do you like the word lesbian? She doesn't like the word lesbian. Won't like, use it. I'm fine with it. It's technical. Technical. Well, <laughs> it just explain. Well, you have a bad girl's DVD. That's that's amazing. That's one I got from uh, New Zealand because I like to get DVDs from different countries with uh-huh. a different cover art. Oh, okay. I want to look at it now then. So sorry, I got distracted everybody by bad girls, and then now I've offended my guests. So <laughs> go to dearmattyshow.com, send me your question, Instagram, Twitter, all that, um, Periscope, the Matt Mar, and yeah, do something, do something nice for someone this week, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, Erin. You're welcome. All right, bye, y'all. Bye.